0: Welcome to the Harbor Church Podcast. I'm Chris Sanchez, and I'm joined by a very special guest, Julie Stevens. Hello, Julie.
1: Hi, Chris.
0: We're talking about Prism Conference. We are. This is the first episode of the series. Today, we're talking about Brittany Cornett. I love Brittany Cornett. She was so amazing.
1: She is so powerful.
0: She is. That was the first time that I met her, and she just throws haymakers. She does. (laughs) She throws haymakers. So you heard the interview Talk a little bit about what you heard and uh, what Brittany's going to provide, especially for the conference.
1: So Brittany is doing a breakout call, a workshop called Adorn and Bloom. And there's a couple of things when I was listening to her interview, Chris, that really jumped out at me. Um, the first one is that she makes it clear uh, things that we already know. But she, she vocalized that none of us are strangers to the ups and downs of life. You know, but there is this hopeful promise that we have in Jesus that he will take the ashes of all of our pain with the joy of our triumphs. And he will somehow in the grace that the Godhead Godhead has over us, he will weave them together into something beautiful so that we can wear them as a crown that shows the redemptive goodness of God to the entire planet. And as I was listening to her speak in your interview, I just was, it just hit my heart. You know, like God really does work all things for good. And I feel like there's going to be women that are going to listen to her, inter- your interview with her that are going to hear God speak to them through that, that I am still working things out for your good.
0: What is she going to be doing specifically at PRISM?
1: Yeah, um, for this uh, interview, we're going to just release right now that she she's going to do a couple of things, but there's some surprises that'll, that the women when they attend, they'll see that Brittany will be in more than one place. But for this interview, we'll just say that she is um, leading a workshop called again, Adorn and Bloom. And that workshop is going to be where women can actually get their hands. It's an interactive workshop, they'll get their hands into um, different types of like floral yeah, uh, greenery and flowers and and vines and and to be honest with you even some thorns some things with some thorns on them and in the midst of storytelling brittany is an amazing storyteller she carries the heart of the lord and she has such a deep history with jesus that she's just going to take people into an experience through stories real life stories um of what we can walk through wonderful and not so wonderful and together Do this workshop where women will be able to create out of what was a flower that looks exceptionally beautiful and a vine that has some thorns on it and weave them together into, seriously, into a crown, like a literal crown. Um, to show as a, as a, like a metaphor to give a word picture, a powerful picture that listen, I, Jesus saying, I am working all things for your good. I am weaving the wonderful and the, and the things that were a little bit painful together. And I am going to crown you with them for the display of my splendor. And you are going to walk out. If you sign up for this workshop, ladies, you're going to walk out of there with a literal crown on your head that has so much. There's probably going to be some tears. You guys are probably going to laugh and cry a little bit in your workshop, but you're going to walk out of there with a literal, literal crown on your head, a flower crown on your head. And everyone else around you is going to say, that woman was touched in adorn and adorned and blue.
2: Going. Good.
0: Prism Conference is coming up, and what what uh, workshop are you teaching?
2: I'm teaching the Adorn and Bloom workshop.
0: Talk about that, because you sent me or Julie sent me a link to, I guess your blog. Yeah, and I know it's on there as well. So talk a little bit about that.
2: um Well, the whole idea behind Adorn and Bloom is truly that you're not alone. Like each person in the world has walked a story. Mm. And I think in this day and age, so many people are afraid to be themselves and they think that they're the only person who's walked where they walked, whether it's anxiety or depression or suicidal thoughts or abuse in any realm. And I think everybody gets so isolated that then we hide. And the whole idea of Adorn and Bloom is to just give each person a voice. So what you've walked in, I bet I know somebody else who's walked in it. So what could happen if we connected the two of you? What if there was a space where someone who was really struggling could have that conversation? So Adorn Bloom was just birthed out of that and with my heart to create beauty in every situation, in lives, through flowers, through imagery. It doesn't really matter. I think just what would it look like to redeem the broken things and make them beautiful?
0: Give me an example of something that you would do. Like you said, flowers, for instance. How would you use that?
2: Um... It's really fun for me to see somebody, like a random stranger, and then create something for them. So, on the spot, yeah, like at Publix. Like... Oh, it'd be great if I could do that. I can't <laughs> say I've ever done that, but I would love to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but even say it's a bride, and we sit down with that bride, and she has an idea of what she wants. But out of that, I see, like, oh my gosh, like this color feels, feels like you. What if I incorporated this color in? So, by the end, the piece that I'm creating is actually like who they are on the inside. Got
0: it. So how does that lead to PRISM? Because you're leading a workshop. Women are going to have the opportunity to go and follow you and make flowers in Publix. How would that <laughs> work? How did that end up coming to this conference?
2: Um, so I have started a company a while back um, with some friends, and I kind of took on the flower side of it. And through that, kind of awakened to what does it look like to see the beauty in each person? And so how do you create their prophetic gifting or who they are or their brokenness and make something beautiful? So out of that came this idea of flower crowns. And I think crowns represent so many things. And I think as women, so often we want to be crowned in beauty. We want to believe the Bible verses that say we're crowned in beauty, that we're a royal daughter. But so many of us struggle with that. I would say for me, I've struggled my whole life with insecurity when it comes to my looks, my weight, how I feel. And flowers have given me this opportunity to create the things that, you know, even taking uglier flowers, you know, like a carnation, for example. Mm -hmm. Some people love carnations. Most people are like, oh, that's a cheap filler flower. But what would it look like if we took that one flower and added it with all of these other pieces and created something out of that? So you take you know, this broken, ugly thing and you add it into something that's beautiful. So that's the idea of the workshop. What if we took our broken pieces of our stories and had a conversation while we're making something for our heads?
0: So this is uh, something personal. I mean, this is yeah. something that you have gone through, can go through, yeah. and you see other women go through. Talk a little bit about I mean, you don't have to go super specific, but just the darkest moment, kind of the spot where you were like, This is something that I have to change, you know. Yeah. Just talk a little bit about that.
2: <laughs> Which moment, I guess, <laughs> is really the better question. Um, so I moved to Florida seven years ago. Um, to from, from Portland, Oregon. Okay. To plant a church. And um was on staff there, was a kids and college pastor, and I learned I learned so much through the experience and but one of the things that I learned is it is hard to be a woman in ministry and it's hard to be a woman with a voice Mm -hmm. and to be a woman who is super passionate and very much after the spirit and I in the midst of that it's like the church became really hard I fell in love with one of my best friends and he wouldn't choose me and so it was like at the end of all this I about two years ago, I ended up with nothing. I didn't have a husband, didn't have a boyfriend, and I didn't have this thing that I had moved here to build. And I felt so insecure. I thought I was never going to get back up again. I thought I would never have a voice again. I thought I would not make it. And it was out of that, I think, I remember sitting on my floor just crying and feeling the rejection and feeling the fear and feeling the emotional abuse and feeling all of these lies that had been poured into me that I wasn't enough and I wasn't good enough and I just felt the Lord wash over me and say you are my chosen beloved daughter let's do something together and out of that honestly flowers were birthed out of that even more relationships grew to a different level than I had ever experienced just in in female friendships and I mean from there you know, I had been coming to the harbor because I went to school of ministry here when we had school of ministry. And so I had, like, been a part of the family. But then I just... And I had been... Whenever we would have West Palms, like, I would always be at Harbor West Palm. But through that, I just came full into the harbor. And I it was immediate. Immediate I was given a voice. Immediately I was given a microphone to prophesy. And it was the most redeeming thing I'd ever experienced, just to have a community of people root me on mm-hmm. and cheer me on. And I think... That's why community is so important. That's why people who believe in you are so important. And why why PRISM, I think, in and of itself is one of the most important things that we can do as a group of women in this hour is because it's time for women to believe they have a voice. And it's time for women to see the beauty that they carry, no matter what they look like, no matter what they sound like, no matter their color of their skin or the color of their hair. Like It doesn't matter. We're all in this together. And we're all here to be adorned and then to bloom.
0: Right. Your passion is like blowing my face <laughs> off. Uh, when you say, you know, that God spoke to you and he was able to say, you know, you are one of mine. Yeah, That's one thing to receive it. Right. And then it's something else to say, now I'm going to stand in front of a bunch of other women and tell them the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that's a step that not a lot of people take, especially in their own path. So talk about that change of, you know taking a deep breath and moving forward.
2: Yeah. I think for me, there was this moment of, I have always had a massive heart to influence and encourage women and had gathered lots of them around me for a long time. And being a college pastor, I did it often. Uh But I think that there was this moment where, um, I was speaking actually at Palm Beach Atlantic and it was for this women's night of worship. And there was just this moment, like I was speaking about the fact that you're not alone. And I remember looking out and catching eyes with one girl in there. And I remember seeing her face and it reflecting back about mine. And realizing that what I was sharing was directly impacting her. And it just lit this fire of like, I, I have to be bold because her story matters. Because if she then can go and ignite a whole community on fire, every single thing that I've walked through is worth it. Every every single bit of pain, every bit of rejection, all of that is worth it if I get to see a room full of women come to realize who they really are because then they're going to go feel bold and feel encouraged to go change the world too.
0: Do you think this is something that a lot of women and on top of just everyone but Christian women that they struggle with?
2: Oh, yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. Have you talked to anybody? Have you um, been able to see what specifics that they're struggling with?
2: Yeah I, I mean I think <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so many women feel silenced in the church right now and I think they feel like they have to perform instead of just show up and being their mo- most authentic selves and I think my journey of the past, five years, for example, I've gotten to just invest in some of these women. You know, I got to see when I was a college pastor, I saw in one of my girls that she was the most talented worship leader. So I gave her a microphone and I said, lead it. Like, this is all yours. This is all you. Like, And she wasn't being uh, given a microphone on the platform of the stage. And I was like, no, like, this is you. And I trust your heart because I see your heart behind it. It's not about performance. It's about bringing this entire room into worship night. And through that, like, she leads on harbor stage now and she is influencing an entire community of people because I got to see her heart, because I got to ask her the hard questions. And I think at the end of the day, every single person on the planet wants to be asked deep questions and they want to feel seen, known, loved, and valued. And I think that if we can just empower them in the right ways and teach them and equip them then we'll see men and women alike come back to life again
0: you said a microphone and it's so interesting because we're talking into two of them now but when you say people need to be heard each individual has their own you know story to say and what was what's been your experience to kind of take in theirs mm-hmm. and add it to yours
2: yeah I think it ignites the prophetic in me in an even greater way. Because I mean
0: you're prophetic like <laughs> like you said, walking and seeing a stranger, like, I'm gonna make you something, don't move.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. I think That's what's great is when we start to hear each other's stories, we get to have fun in our relationship together. You know, like one of my other best friends, we were having a conversation and she was like, you know, I've always kind of wanted like a unicorn birthday party. And I was like, great. So let's take this one thing and create you this entire experience. So you come in and you feel as magical as you are. Right. And it was fun and it was awesome. And it was great. And it was This moment of everybody getting to speak life over her in that season. And she needed it. Mm. She needed to feel seen in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can, in kindness and through vulnerability, ask the harder questions, then you can like know that part about someone and then shower them in love because of it, as opposed to using it for detriment, which I think a lot of people sometimes do. So it's important to trust the right people. But if you can open up and be vulnerable... I don't know. I think you're just got to have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot going on because you said now the moment now talk about that. Talk about what's going on outside of the church that you feel led to say that because it was definitely something for me that I've been pushed to do this, you know, yeah. to record everyone who's involved with this conference, their voice, because for whatever reason, there is a movement inside outside of the church. And I feel like it's important to move that inside as
2: well. absolutely I feel like that is that's all I can talk about right now is I was told at a younger age that I would never be given a platform because I'm a woman I could like lead a women's ministry because women's women but for me to speak over men it'll never happen and I think that's just personally I think that's a very large misinterpretation of scripture and I think Women on the earth right now are realizing that they have something to say. And I think the church gets to be the forerunners in it if they choose. They get to teach women and equip women and use women to help teach their men. And, you know, I I have seen and I have felt firsthand what it looks like to be minimized because I'm a woman. And... I've also gotten to stand with women who don't love Jesus and we have gotten to root each other on and I've gotten to see careers blow up for the first time where women are taking the seat at massive corporations because they just woke up to the fact that they are worthy of sitting there. And, and that's what's happening in the world. It's like there are, plenty of movements, you know, a lot of women have been abused and no one's been talking about it. And I I find it interesting that this is the hour that we're beginning to talk about it. And it, you know, it talks about in the Bible, it talks about how the Lord like picked the time, the place, the season that we would be born into. And I just want to use my time, my season and my place for good. Hmm. And I want to take this, this broken part of my story and I want to then influence the church and influence the world because I get to be with people all the time. You know, I'm in an office. No one's a Christian anymore, but I got to sit with them right. and we're just doing life together. We're a bunch of women who are going after the hard things, you know,
0: I, uh, I sent in a little questionnaire, just a brief one. And one of the questions was, who do you most relate with in the Bible? Yeah. And I'm always interested in who, you know, who comes up. Yeah. Talk about who you picked <laughs> and why. Because I think it's interesting, especially now.
2: <laughs> it was funny because I really struggled with the question because I was like, I don't know, like who do I relate to? Like this is this is a ridiculous question. Like I should say Ruth, but Gosh. I was like, she's great. I love Ruth, but most women say that they relate to her, and so I just was like, no God, like really, who is it? And Lord is like, the woman at the well, and I was like, I mean, I don't have like a ton of ex husbands or any of them for that matter, and. I just felt the Lord say actually this morning we were driving in we were worshiping on our way in and the Lord was like yeah but here's the thing the woman at the well was believing a lot of lies about herself she was in her darkest hour and Jesus came and saw her and pursued her at her deepest place called out her lies in kindness and then told her who she really is and I think Then he empowered her and she went and she changed her entire village. Like, that's amazing. Like, that's all I want out of life is this is my darkest hour. Okay. Jesus comes. He gives me a teaching. Like I've never felt a teaching before. And I take that and I go save the world. Like, (laughs) please God. Like that's everything, you know? And I think it's not just the woman at the well. It's like the woman who reached for the garment of Jesus. It's like she was willing. She was willing to do anything and they're not named, but, that doesn't even matter to me because they're all, like, so many stories of healing in the Bible of, are of women, of empowering these women. Like, we say all the time, like, Jesus literally was leading the women's movement, and nobody's realized it. It's been, like, hidden under the <laughs> under the scene for a long time, but he's, like, at, I mean, he's after it. Yeah. And there's all these women who are, like, sold out, like, I'll follow you anywhere you go. Like, you need a meal? Like, Martha gets a bad rap. She just wanted to prepare a really great meal. Like, that's amazing, and Mary's just like hanging out, worshiping. Yeah. Like, these women get it; like they just want Jesus, and they want to give whatever it is that they have. And I think that's why, like, I just I relate to them so much. I just want to give Him everything I have, and then see my entire village changed.
0: Quick pitch for the people who are listening now, yeah, who are kind of on the fence or not sure. Give, because um, what you're saying is amazing. You know, I want to go to this conference, <laughs> even though I'm not allowed to. <laughs> but let's say, you know, someone's on the fence and they are not sure, you know, what do you expect, especially in your workshop, for them to learn mm-hmm. and just overall when they attend the conference? <laughs> That's a big question, know.
2: That's a big question. <clears throat> I believe Prism Conference will be an awakening in people's lives. I think that there are a lot of women who have been dormant. And who have been scared and who have been afraid to really come into who they were created to be. And I think whether it's at my workshop, you know, we're, we're making flower crowns. But we're doing it over conversation. Because I believe that they're supposed to be crowned in beauty. And they are supposed to be bathed in the truth of who they are. And I think that's what prison will do in people's lives. It will awaken who you really, 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 really are. Like on the inside. That part of you that you're desperately dying for somebody to see prism is going to pull that out and then highlight that. And then you're going to feel empowered to go like, go change your community, go change your neighborhood, go change your marriage, go change your friendships. And I know that's like a lot to promise, (laughs) but I think it's, it's so much about what we come in with, you know, like I choose to come in. I'm flying in for the conference because I believe that God wants to do something this hour. And I believe that the women who are putting this on, They are investing prayer. I know I'm investing prayer. Every single person that walks into my workshop will have already been bathed in prayer. And I'll already have prophetic words because that's how good God is.
0: Have you been to other conferences? Other women's conferences? Oh, yeah. And so what is, I guess, a difference? You know, because someone who's coming in from the outside, they might not know a difference between just the standard one that they've been to before and this one.
2: I think not to knock any other conferences, but I think that there is an intentionality with this conference. This conference has been prayed in. It's been prophesied in. It's been in the hearts of so many women of this body. And the intentionality in prayer is what makes this different. Because you have each person who's leading praying over it all of the time. So each person that comes in We'll walk out feeling that. We'll feel the intentionality that's going into every bit that's happening here.
0: You, I want to run through a wall. <laughs> like, I want I want to lift stuff and get out there. Good. So to see Brittany, Prism Conference is October 11th through the 13th. You can register at harborchurch.org. You'll see Brittany. There'll be other leaders that we'll get to hopefully their story as well. Thank you so much. Yeah absolutely thank you. Everyone who's gonna be in uh your workshop's gonna be blessed and it's gonna be uh, fun. You know, for those who are listening, get out there, look it up and you'll uh you'll catch the fire.
2: Yeah. So much fire. Yeah.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you just listened to. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Download our mobile app. You can find it on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.